Welcome to the Second Success Podcast by Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. Getting clear on the mindset for repeatable success. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Second Success Podcast with me, Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. I hope everyone's keeping well. I'm still waiting on getting onto Clubhouse at the moment, still reliant on an iPhone. <laughs> but um, you can still hear my dulcet tones here, I guess, until then. It's been a fairly busy and productive start to the year so far. Um, not sure if some of you may have been aware that I kicked off an initiative at the tail end of last year, the hashtag 5 before 50. So I turned 50 years old later this year, and as a gift, I wanted to give five people the opportunity to be coached by me absolutely free. So... I spent January interviewing quite a few people. I'd, I'd created a short list of applicants from December. And uh, thankfully to say, those five were confirmed and already sessions have kicked off. So it's been fantastic. And I really do hope and wish to, you know, wish everybody the best of luck uh, for the next few months as and when they start their sessions. And I'm looking to really hope that, you know, they take on coaching on board and um, like I said, it was a bit of a tight run fight, some amazing candidates that had applied. So again, it, well, I went with gut feel most of it. So let's see how it goes. And with some of the aspirations that these uh, people have, I'm hoping they're going to go on and do some wonderful things that are going to have a global impact. So let's see. So on to today's guest. And this gentleman is absolutely wonderful, honestly. Um, I've known him less than a year, but he's had such a profound impact on my life. And rather than me going into it so much, I'm going to let you hear the conversation as, as it unfolds. So today's guest is Quincy Dash. He's a British publicist, media executive, entrepreneur and the founder of elite PR agency, the Quincy Dash Company. A media agency specialising in PR and media relations, event management, celebrity and influencer endorsement and talent management. Born in Burundi, Quincy came to the UK at just two years old and was raised in London. He graduated with an accredited CIPR bachelor's with an honours degree in business and public relations. He started business at 22 and became a diamond expert in rough and polished diamonds and precious metals. By the age of 25, he was diamond trading internationally with jewellery manufacturers and clients residing in the US, Belgium, Brazil, France, Germany, UAE, Singapore and India. With offices based in London Diamond District and Antwerp Diamond District, he would spend six months of the year in the UK and the other six in Belgium. Quincy then went on to set up his PR agency in 2020. His work and clients have been featured on TV, radio and publications such as BBC, CNN, Fox, ITV, LBC, MTV, Forbes, Business Insider, The Times, Tatler, Grazia, Esquire, Glamour, Playboy, Cosmopolitan, Daily Mail, The Sun, The Telegraph, Metro, Evening Standard and many, many more. Let's hear what he had to say about his second success. Hello Quincy and welcome on the Second Success Podcast. Brilliant. Um, thank you for having me. Excellent. Thank you. Um, Quincy, are you, out of all of my guests that I've had on the podcast, I think I've known you the least time, <laughs> but probably engaged with you the most in that yeah. period. Um, and we're going to get to why shortly. Um, as I introduced you, um, you know, you're the publicist to the elite, but actually your background is in the diamond trade. So I'd love for you to tell the listeners what got you into that? um yeah i was around uh like tw 21 years old 
And at that time, um, I, I was just fascinated with, uh, with jewelry and, and, and diamonds and stuff like that. So I've always been uh, into details mm-hmm. completely. So that, that was one thing that directed me into that direction because I was supposed to start um, a PR agency, but instead of starting a PR agency, like I just shifted into diamonds straight okay. away at the time it was uh like a social media time and okay. I, I when i was 20, it was around 2012 14 okay. sorry okay and at, at that time uh it was like men's bracelets with a thing like uh in terms of uh shambella bracelets and stuff like that so that's how i ended up shifting into the jewelry industry because i would start making uh the, the bracelets at home because i would like how i did them because i didn't um, um see anyone else doing, yeah, it doing what I, you were doing I, yeah exactly so what i did was i would start doing uh, making the bracelets i would import export uh, um, loads of beads and all these type of stuff from uh, beijing mm-hmm. and then from there as soon as because I, I just didn't trust anyone could see my vision with what, how yeah. i would across and 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 obviously it was a luxury brand so i, I wanted to make sure i oversaw everything Okay. So I'll make the bracelets uh, and then um, I'll have this uh, Instagram account and, uh, and my website and then I would start selling online. And at this time, we were just rapidly growing. It was from £20 a bracelet to £50 a bracelet to £100 a bracelet, then upwards. And from that, um, I said, OK, we um, because I always had um, an idea that I wanted it to be um a shop where everybody uh, that, that that is basically looking for luxury, this is your one-stop shop. So mm-hmm. from the bracelets, uh, at the time, there was like 24 karat gold uh, iPhones and stuff like that. So moved into that too and added that as a service. So I had, um, that's where I started meeting a lot of um, wealthy clients from the US, uh, from mm-hmm. um, Asia and stuff like that, because yeah. um it was unique and at the time if you had a 24 karat gold uh phone mm-hmm. it was a, a huge thing and yeah obviously it was a statement piece and uh from there um i would sell a couple of those because those is where um the money started coming in more because the price was extremely um higher than the bracelet stuff right of course yeah so, yeah, from there, that's when I would uh, move some money into diamonds. And then um, how I got into the diamond stuff is because I um, I went to Belgium and I always thought that's my end goal. I'm going to get into diamonds and I'm going to do watches. I'm going to do it all. And but that was the start like of my journey to get to the the, the fine jewelry um, okay, okay. with costume jewelry mm. went to t- um, phones and then okay so get, getting into the diamond diamond trade I guess um, I imagine it's quite difficult is it was it difficult for you challenging for you to get in surprisingly um, it it really is it's the hardest thing ever right mm. but for some reason um, I have this aura or something. <laughs> right and like 
um, I have some sort of likability or something. I'm not yeah. too sure, but everybody just uh, welcomed me in with uh, open arms, right? Because I, I got to Belgium. I know nobody. And mm. in Belgium, if you do not know anybody in Belgium uh, in a diamond trade, yeah. you, you're not getting into the burst, mm. let alone onto the street of the diamond district, right? Mm -hmm. And you could bring a million dollars in cash and nobody will sell you anything. Yeah. That's how the trade works. It has to be from a relationship. Who did you have? Who have you worked with before? Okay. And what have you done? Right. So, yeah. um, from the moment I got there and, um, uh, I went to my course, uh, and uh, at the time I was doing a uh, polished diamond grading and mm -hmm. rough diamond grading to, uh, to become a, um, a, a diamond graduate. Right. Okay. So I did, uh, during this time I'm, I was there, uh, I was fortunate that um, the kids in my class were all from uh, diamond, uh, huge diamond families, right? Okay. We just hit it off from the beginning. And from that, they'll go home and tell their parents and say, there's this nice kid that I met at the in class and from there they would just say wow just bring him round bring him round so um when i'd go um i'd go around and and then that's just how it how wow. it is so straight away you, you know you're just showing there how powerful network is you know yeah, you, exactly. you know exactly. you you get on with people uh and straight away that's growing your network straight away oh, that's brilliant. So, so so you know you started in the diamond trade and i'm you know being successful there what what stopped you from carrying it on during corona that, that's when at the beginning of corona that's when i started seeing because um brexit started coming across mm. uh like 2016 we just mm -hmm. done that and then i started seeing that oh it's going to be harder to uh, be doing deals with my european counterparts in terms of, of watches because uh there's no um on secondhand goods there's no that that mm. required so once the Brexit situation happens, there's going to be that required to do that. So then okay. it will not make sense, right? So, but when Corona hit, that's when every time uh, a world epidemic happens or mm -hmm. a recession, luxury is the first thing to go, mm -hmm. right? So you'll, you'll get hit first. So even from 2016, every time I'd go Belgium and I'm there, friends of mine that were in the business for over six generations five mm -hmm. generations all their stores are closing one by one one by one oh, right wow. everything was going in online and stuff like that and not that many people were um like buying jewelry as much mm -hmm. as watch orientated now yeah so um so with that being said um to me i just kept on going anyways and but then recently, for some reason, um, the last time, it was like 20, late 2019, just before Corona, because uh, I actually said, okay, I'm going to move to Belgium and this is my thing. So I went out there thinking, yep, this is, this is what I want to do mm -hmm. and whatnot. And surprised I was unhappy. I couldn't believe it. I was unhappy. And I think it was because um, I was tired of the materialistic point because all the clients that i was dealing with yes they're filthy rich but it was just all about 
uh, watches, diamonds and stuff. I think it just got to me at one point. I felt like I wasn't um, helping enough, if you, if you right? And I wasn't being fulfilled. And it took me uh, like around seven, like six, six and a half, seven years to, to realize that. So then when Corona hit, I said, you know, because um, just before Corona, I started uh, this PR thing, right? And I just thought, let me just see how it goes. So is that see- late 2019? Late 2019 you started it or early 2020? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, yeah, late 2019. Okay. Right? And, but at the same time, I'm still doing my jewelry thing. So I was just, I was just seeing how it goes, right? So it was around September. And, uh, and then straight away, I just realised this this is because you know you get to uh, understand your purpose at a certain point and then you you realize this is it so from that point because I've always been good at networking I've always been good with people and and relationships and for some reason as soon as uh, um, I started doing this thing on the side I just realized this is it and and that's that's what just uh has basically kept me driven throughout lockdown. So I, I guess that brings us to, you know, this great success that you're having as a publicist now, you know, been going, you know, just over a year, uh, year and a bit. Tell us, talk us through it. I mean, first of all, what I would love to know, and I didn't know this really before uh, I'd come across you. I mean, I've heard of PR agencies, marketing, et cetera. You know, you have to do it as a business. But what is it that you bring to the table for your clients? Um, I think I, I bring like the whole 360, right? There, there's some companies that would just give you uh, media outlets uh, online and just that's it. Me, I believe in the full spectrum. I believe in all mediums. So I, I believe in TV, radio, uh, print and online. I believe that you have to be on everything one of those to be successful in your business and in, in whatever right because you need to be able to reach and tap into every single market right so if this uh and and, and anyone of your stakeholders need to see you everywhere basically so so what i do is basically get my clients in all as much as many mediums as possible and basically build buzz around them, build uh, authenticity around them, um, give them the credibility. Because once media gets like get talking about you, right? More other media outlets want to talk about you. Well, as as you say, um, you know, I've read these day this day and age, you need about eleven touch points before somebody buys from you, whether that's a product or a service. So the more you're out there and across multiple touch points, and now if 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 you've not heard of somebody, first thing you do is Google them. So you want to be seen. So that's right, exactly. So tell me, how did you find your niche? So you're the publicist to the elite. So how did that come about? Um, you know, is because I understood luxury from the jewelry background Mm -hmm. right from understanding the jewelry background and understanding the wealthy individuals I was dealing with before I just knew this is the direction and I happened to and they're the people that I knew right so they were the first people to employ me and stuff like that in terms of my PR agencies so um I just 
went along with it and everything that I do is I just say yes right mm-hmm. so I have this big thing I say yes if it makes sense yes a lot of people may um may just shy away from certain situations but I'm not like that any opportunity um I'll, I'll grab it yeah. straight away and well, and I going yeah and that, yeah exactly and I think that's why um I'm successful at this because when it comes to um 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 basically this PR stuff um other agencies if you see their accounts or stuff like that on social media they've only got a few posts here and there and stuff mm-hmm. like me yeah, I'm consistent every you've single been active week. and I've seen you know and, and I guess this is the other thing you've got clients across the board as well it's you know you're not one country you're you're global different arenas different areas across also like you said across all sorts of medias in terms of what has surprised me i guess is everybody suffered or a lot of companies suffered last year but actually for you it's been pure growth why is that is that because people companies or brands have realized that you know we're in this situation i've got to be seen more is is that what was happening yeah, literally, base, that, that's one thing, right? Once everybody is locked inside, all the stores are closed, nobody's coming out to eat at your restaurant, nobody's doing this. Mm-hmm. Everyone's understood now that you have to be seen. Online is key. You have to be um, um, putting your messaging out that, yep, it's corona but we're still open we're still doing this we're still doing great things i'm a big believer that you always have to uh push as many wins as possible it could be little wins mm-hmm. like uh you just uh change a, a bit of sauce uh mm-hmm. in your ingredient mm-hmm. or whatnot but you always have to push your wins on social media push them out whether how small they are or how big they are the more that you keep doing that the more people will see and say wow let me try some of that let me do some of this let me employ this i get you i mean i i've seen your your area evident uh on social media i know you use it for yourself and to promote your pr um uh, company and agency in that sense in your team however early on how did people find you because you know nobody's heard of you you're new to the game yeah people come why were people coming to you that's that that's the the best thing about this what i think is uh being um how can i say it um it what i this this is what i believe right if you go into an industry not knowing anybody or or anything really about that right you you are basically ready to conquer anything if you understood the industry who who the people yeah. the top people are in the industry and stuff like that you're going to shy away from them mm-hmm. if they get that call but if you are um basically if you if you don't know anybody who who is anybody to tell you uh what you're doing right you're so- making your own rules yeah you're, that's it i mean you're making your own rules I guess, you know what, Quincy, I guess in a way that's very similar to myself in the sense that, you know, being a life coach, yes, I could follow and look at what other coaches do, but I just don't because actually I don't want to be swayed by what anybody else is doing. For me, it's about going in and doing things that are probably you wouldn't expect a life coach to do, you know, just sliding into people's DMs to see if they want coaching. You know what I mean? It's just doing the unexpected because that's it people don't expect it so it's different and I think that's been key and for me my learning comes from 
watching other businesses and what they're doing, you know, speaking to yourself, uh, just speaking to other companies that are successful. Well, what are they actually doing there so that they're getting in front of people, not necessarily really watching what other coaches are doing? It's funny that you say that because um, what I do is I watch uh, how I implement it is I, I get um, like um, real estate agents mm-hmm. or um, um, uh, stockbroking ag- um, agency like hedge funds and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's how I run my agency, right? Um, it's all about you've got to kill for your client. You have to make sure that you're relentless for them and and basically put my um, put my clients down every single journalist, basically. Right? I'm going to vouch for that. So you know, I'm proud to say that I'm one of your clients. So for me, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to lie about it. For me, it's been fantastic and it's been wonderful. So you know, I can only sing your praises. So, uh, but I hear anyway. We're here for a balanced discussion. So <laughs> what, what I am going to ask you though is, you know, you've made this. You you know, you had a successful career with with jewelry uh, in that luxury space with diamonds and you've switched to something completely different albeit in a similar area your second success what are your golden nuggets you know what did you take from that previous experience that previous success that's allowed you to be successful i mean you're able to come up with like three things three mental attributes maybe that the listeners could take away and think well actually is that applicable to what i'm doing today um what i'd say is uh the failures, like the small failures. I remember uh, when I was in the jewelry industry, um, I would use um, a deal that never went right. Mm-hmm. And I would basically analyze what happened and then change it slightly every single, the next basic for the next client. So every single client would be a bit different. What didn't work for this client? Okay, I'm going to analyze this and then I'm going to change it for this. And I would just continue uh, changing and changing slightly 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 until uh, I started realizing okay so everybody's different and it's not and it's not really uh, about yourself that day that client may it may have not been for them or it may uh, have yeah literally so it may have been a totally different thing a lot of people what they get wrong is um, they think they're too important mm-hmm. right yeah so what they need to understand is just because that deal never went through it doesn't mean oh because of you or because of how you dressed or because of the color of your skin or because of blah 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 the the list is endless right it matters what matters is the person um it just wasn't right for the person at that point so for me you're saying there it's learning from your failure and letting go of your ego exactly because the moment that you see that you're not that important that, oh no, they, they saw my, my tie wasn't tied, you know? So that's all the fluff. You need to get rid of all that. The moment you get rid of all that, then you understand and realize, okay, what can I do going on? What, what can I learn from this? Okay, that didn't work. And, and that's how my jewelry business uh, grew because I started understanding, okay, um, the products that I have, are phenomenal so it's not really about um um it's, it, it could just be about the budget it could be um you, you know so it's not really about me as a person you know so then I realized okay so it's really about what the client wants it's not really about me anymore it's about you know 
early on when I started my coaching, I would have a lot of conversations with potential clients. You know, I'd invest a lot of energy and, and hope in that I'm going to sign this client. And, you know, the inevitable would happen and they'd say no. And, you know, you took it personally. It's like, oh, no, what did I do wrong? What could I have done better? And actually, it took a while for me to switch that around and think, well, actually, it's OK, uh, because, you know, it wasn't the right time for them or possibly for me. Stop making it about myself and made it about them. And actually, when I realized that making it about them was more powerful. So when I started having the introductory coaching calls, uh, trying to sign on clients, when I started making it about them, I found that those conversations were a lot more powerful. And they were the ones that actually started to convert to clients because I was actually making it about them rather than myself. It's so important. Exactly. So that's the main thing that I would say is drop that ego. Just because mm. it never went through doesn't mean it's because of you. No, exactly. It's about the client, really. So learning from your failures, dropping your egos. Anything else that you might have taken away? Um, well, I can say networking. You yeah, have to learn how to network. You have to learn how to just like people, even mm. if you don't like people. But you still have to understand that people are the main factor of your, your success, right? Mm. That's the fundamentals. You need to understand people and... Uh, because at the end of the day, people are going to be your clients uh, in any business that you do. So if 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 you're a horrid person and you don't like people, how, how are you going to? I know. Well, here's the other thing, Quincy. A lot of people, you know, when I talk about networking with people, they say, oh, it's so challenging now, you know, because we're not allowed out anywhere. And, you know, people that would thrive off meeting people are struggling now because they don't like Zoom or whatever. However, I'm going to give our example. We've never met in person. We, you know, we. This is probably, you know, I'm, I'm recording this interview uh, via Zoom, so this is only the second time we're seeing each other. Another time when I jumped on one of your IG lives, but actually, all of our engagements have been through WhatsApp conversations, over phone calls, and we've hit it off. So it, it's you as a person again. It's not about. I always say this. Um, it's you can't blame your resources. It's just your lack of resourcefulness. You've got to figure out ways it's easy enough to network you've got to be that kind of person and that's what it comes down to I love that I love that and what you just said there is another thing that I believe thoroughly about um stop blaming your resources everybody um focus too much oh I'm in this country oh I'm in that place you've got the internet <laughs> the internet is there for you you know so you can't you, everybody needs to stop blaming oh the government simply oh donald trump this 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 they actually do not do anything for you right like it doesn't impact you at all that conservatives in power labor's in power this, this you have everything you need you have the internet right there so the moment you stop blaming and understanding um the power of basically what you have with inside you then that's when you start realizing and unlocking your dreams and goals well this is the kind of thing I work with my clients you know they have these dreams aspirations however it's these limiting beliefs that they hold yeah. on to these obstacles these fears and once I start working with them to actually get them to realize what they are and how they can overcome them they're transformed they realize actually why have I been stuck here all this time why haven't I moved away? Because you're right, pretty much anything this day and age can be done from anywhere. So, you know, unless unless you, you've got a vocation like a, uh, you know, a doctor or whatever, you know, you've got to be in a place or, you're, you know, you're a frontline worker or whatever. But most things can, well, it's shown. Most people are working from home now anyway. So you could be doing it from anywhere.
yeah, it's just like Corona. Corona is a blessing and a curse, right? Yeah. Corona has has basically put every single industry into figure it out mode. Mm-hmm. You have to figure it out. This has happened. You have to figure it out. In some way, we all needed this in some mm-hmm. way. So then we understand that, oh, we, we didn't know anything about Zoom a year ago. Yeah. Now we know. And we didn't know about... Um, um social media that much but this has pushed me to learn this is you know so everybody has has basically learned something and is going to take away something from this experience that we're going through we will come out of it stronger i i i firmly believe that you know it's it's helped build people's resilience yes it's broken people as well but overall people have become more resilient they've learned better practices in terms of their welfare mental well-being it's all helped and you know it'll, it'll just it's not the first time it's happened it's surely not going to be the last time something like this happens either so uh, there'll be something around the corner we'll probably be better well prepared for it so anyway taking it down a completely different direction then and uh quincy tell me uh i've got to ask you this not that i'm it pretty much sure who's your ideal client (laughs) (laughs) um basically uh someone that uh is is driven uh, and is just focused and it's just uh, easy to get along with and basically I understand everything that they're trying to achieve as soon as I understand that, so it is yeah. me <laughs> I, no, just, I, I get I get your point but, but you're right but the, and I guess this is the thing and it's me with my clients you've got to have a fit don't you it, it's not a specific person it, it's those attributes that you gel with it's how you're going to build that relationship and that's key that's so key yeah, like uh, in terms of PR you have to really uh, get along or uh, like a person or something like that to have a good relationship with them within PR because how are you going to go off the like go hit the round uh, hit the ground running for for your client if the person um, and you and the person's relationship's not really that good so it's it's obviously people can still work that way but it works better if you both have a great relationship you've already said what differentiates you you go all out for your clients and i suppose if you've got that affinity and you've got that strong relationship you're going to do it and actually if it's if you if it's just you going through the motions and it's for the money well actually your your mind and heart and mind's not going to be in it so of course it's not going to work as well when i was in Durand street it was all about the money situation and oh okay the price is this pay this and this 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 and it was just literally black and white right unless um obviously other clients would come i'll just like to strike a conversation here and there and give them a discount because that's just who i am and that's how um uh like a form of marketing right but with pr uh when i got into this it was more fitting to me because um i get to help people as well as getting paid for doing something great and that would help them succeed so um, I'm a big believer in helping other people succeed and it will come back on to me so I, um, whether that means uh, money coming uh, or a relationship coming from somewhere else or um, uh, a referral it does not matter to me because 
to me, I, I, it's all about the people. No, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm exactly the same, totally bleeding karma. You know, I've mentioned this a lot of times before, very generous with my time. And I do it because I genuinely want to, genuinely care about people, wanting them to do better. And I do hope that, you know, karma comes back and it somehow uh, affects me, whether that's through financially or, or through some other methods. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's the way to be. I really do. And I think it's a win-win for everybody. Yes, brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> so, Quincy, you're obviously a lot busier than you were a year ago. Where where are you looking to take this? What, what's your next step? Um, I've got a lot of things coming up, um, but um, I, uh, ideally we're looking more into production staff um, in terms of content creation for our clients, uh, whether that be magazine shoots and stuff like that. Uh, we're also getting more into the entertainment side and um, down the line I definitely want to touch on uh, some political stuff and uh, help some parties and here and there. Oh, campaign uh, management, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> That's definitely uh, a big thing for me. And um, yeah, we're just definitely in, in in the US market at the moment. We're just talking to a few people, and that's that's the thing as well of one of my strategies uh, on social media, right? About the wins I was I was talking about earlier. Mm. By pushing your wins every single day, everybody's gonna think of you when it's time. When every other PR company's sleeping, I'm there just posting <laughs> coverage and and uh, placements and. Uh, images of some sort right or of any of services and people automatically just gravitate into me because they just think this person is just too consistent what is happening well you know like I said I vouch for you in terms of uh, some of the achievements that I've had I think they've been fantastic but then you know like you said people just need to go onto your social media channels which are going to be in the episode details so if people do want to link in and go through do take a look and they can see for themselves the clients that you're working with, where they're being featured, um, you know, Times Billboard recently. You know, it's just absolutely brilliant. You know, what more can people ask for? So, you know, Quincy Dash, the publicist to the elite. So, uh, you know, you're the man to go for. Well, Quincy, listen, I really enjoyed having a chat with you. It's almost like having this catch up that we've never had. Um, it, you know, our conversations always tend to be around work. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to them when we can meet in person. And um Wanted to thank you once again for coming on to the Second Success Podcast. No, thank you for having me. It's been a, a great time. I haven't smiled this this much within <laughs> half an hour for a while. So it sounds good. Sounds good. Take care yourself, Quincy. Bye. Thank you. Take care. And that was Quincy Dash. It was wonderful to hear from him. And, you know, the three takeaways there. Learn from failure. Let go of your ego. And rely on your network. I mean, I've talked about networks previously quite often, actually, how, you know, leveraging your network, relying on them is a true path to growth and success. But learning from failure, that's a big one, too. I always say fail is an acronym for first attempt in learning, and uh, we often get it wrong. Failure is never the opposite of success. Uh, failure is the stepping stones to success and something that I'm very key on advocating to anybody that I work with that, you know, accept failure, learn from failure uh, and see it and embrace it because actually it's through failure that we do learn everything. When we're young, we're toddlers, we're learning to walk. We fall over, we get up. You know, if we had fallen over and we don't want to do it again, we never learn to walk. It's the same with anything in life. We, we you know, trying it for the first time, we pretty much often will fail. 
And it's through failure and through that resilience that we build up and that, you know, never can die attitude and never give up attitude that we keep forging forwards to be able to achieve what it is that we want to go on and achieve. And when we do have our failings and failures, it's important to remember it's us and it's us that are going to learn the lessons from that and to go forward. So often we have these naysayers who will always say, told you, told you you couldn't do that. You know, why did you even bother trying? And it's important to remember we're always going to be surrounded by people who aren't going to believe in us. So it's important to believe in yourself and understand that, you know, we will fail, but we want to pursue something higher. We want to go out there and pursue something that's right for us and that nobody should get in the way of our pursuit. And actually, it's a great moment to leave you with today's movie clip from the film Pursuit of Happiness. Here's Will Smith talking to his son and telling him that he should go on and do whatever he wants to do and don't let others sway his way. Hey. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. All right? All right. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. Period. Thank you for listening to the Second Success Podcast. I'm Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach.